Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The title of our podcast today, we've got a true crime slash mystery today. It's the man on the green bicycle, the murder of Bella Wright. It's about a murder that took place in uh, 1919 over in jolly old England, Brandy. Well, somebody finally found Mrs. Wright and the bastards killed her. Now, come on. This is a victim here. Poor Mrs. No, but wait a minute. She wouldn't have been dead anyway. We're allowed. Well, by now, yeah. Our rule is that we can make fun of victims as long as they've been dead. That's not our rule. We don't make fun that's of victims. Not, I'm if just they're saying, already dead anyway. If you're yeah, looking not our rule. for Mrs. Wright, you, now you can't find her because some bastard killed her. Yeah, she was her. born that's in 18, 19, 1897. She <laughs> wouldn't have lived as long. It, yeah, we, that's not our rule. <laughs> I, I would like to have Nope. A, Rules conference. Nope. <laughs> After this. There'll be no rules conference. Hmm. But see, what is this? She don't make the rules. Yeah. I'm the queen. <laughs> yeah. well, did you? Did you? Huh. Clearly, you've forgotten I do the introductions. The hierarchy. I do the introductions. Without well. me, there is no show. Oh, <laughs> well, he's got the computer. I've got a computer. <laughs> I got one over there. I also write the scripts. To make the whole world sing. I do. All right. Well, let's, let me remind everyone, Brandy, while you're rudely interrupting, interrupting me, is that uh, we do not um, always use proper language on this podcast. <laughs> or proper English. <laughs> yeah. We never use proper English. Yeah. But we sometimes use adult language. And if adult, language, if adult language offends you. As it does me. Then yep. you should check out uh, one of the other wonderful true crime podcasts out there. Like our friends with They Walk Among Us. The number one. Or you know what you should do? You should should do your little, what what are those things, those, uh, you put the ring around the fabric, needlepoint. Do Hmm. some needlepoint, you tight ass motherfuckers. Well, first of all, we have many listeners that do needlepoint. Okay, yeah, I like needlepoint, but they're not all. Mary Ray does needlepoint. I love Mary Ray, but she's not offended by. Yeah, Yeah, Jim Wicks does needlepoint that says whore on it. Whatever's still needlepoint. Jen Wicks and I have been friends officially for a year on Facebook today. I want to say Elise over in England, she does that really cool needlepoint. I I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, we do not mean to offend those of you who do needlepoint. No, but we, but we, we already are, have. We are not anti-needlepoint on no, this page. We're pro-needlepoint, but we would like to say if you, if, if, if uh, foul language offends you, then uh, you probably want to check out a different podcast because we're not very couth on this one. Yeah, the, yeah. we're not. No, we're yeah. not at all. 
I would like to introduce uh, a lady who is known as Brandy the Benevolent. Her Majesty, Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy? I'm all right, Timmy. How are you doing? Well, you're over there issuing edicts. <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> I don't think you I'm have. issuing the hell right out of them. You issued a dick over there. <laughs> you're not allowed to issue edicts. I, I am. As as the monarch, it mm. is my job. As the sovereign, it is my job. Mm. Mm. How, how have you been, if at all? I'm okay. I'm all right. Okay, let's move along. Hanging in there. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, we would, we would spend over. more time on Brandy time if you ever had anything interesting <laughs> yes. to You know say. what? Here's the thing. We got to beat shit out you of you. You have a whole week to no, come yeah. up with like <laughs> two yeah. minutes of. No, here's the problem. Right now, my life is a dumpster fire that I okay. really don't want to get into. Okay. So just know that it's a kind no. of. <laughs> oh, tell one, us more. <laughs> it's kind of a one day at a time kind of thing we got going here right now. Yeah. Just All right. Plug so it through. A, uh, Your okay. tears are like nectar to so, me, devil. There's no tears. It's like Mackenzie Phillips. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. It, wasn't that the show she played on? One Day at a Time? Yeah. Yeah. And Bonnie, yeah. what was her name? Bonnie, Bonnie Franklin? Yeah. I think Bonnie Tyler. Valerie Bertinelli. That was someone else. Valerie Bertinelli was hot. Oh, yeah. She looks the same now. She does. Yeah. She's she does. That's, uh, she's like Marie Osmond. Marie Osmond's had some pretty obvious work done. I still, I don't care what kind of work she would had you, done. I'd do work her? her over. How about Of Donnie? course you would. How about I'd do Donnie? some work on her. How about Donnie? Donnie? Donnie's a handsome man. <laughs> He's a handsome man, yeah. I ain't got nothing I, against Donnie. I'd like to introduce a man wives. who's really the moral He's compass. one of your tribe, ain't he? He is. Yeah. I'd like to introduce a man who's considered the moral so compass, she. Brandy. He is not. Of our podcast, a man who has been... Well, he's been described as an oasis in the desert of despair. By no one. I'd do what I can to <laughs> The very honorable. Uh, the I would even... I, he's been called your holiness before. Never. I have. The Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. Well, please, <laughs> please, Colonel, tell Every me why. Time. I'm not good. This is why I don't get. I'm not. I'm not unloading on our listeners, so this dipshit can do it. Wow. Go well, ahead, Colonel. Okay. Uh, 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 he he is a man who does a lot for this world. First of all, he has many burdens. He has no he burdens. Has burdens that you however, cannot even imagine. However, I do want to hear. How you fucked yourself. Please. Yeah, please because I was blaming Brandy for this. Okay. Oh, you were? I made a, I I made a remark. Brandy no. threatened to text me. No, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. The last podcast. The last podcast. I made a, made a remark. I, I gave away some. some uh, personal. Personal information. Family information. Yeah. And, uh, about Mrs. X. And Brandy. About Mrs. X. And, someone uh, you may or may not be married to. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And Brandy, and Brandy pretended to text her yes. to tell her what you were saying because, of course, she has very good taste and would never listen to this show. <laughs> no, not in a million years. And well, but she gets to hear him ramble, you know. Yeah, she gets, yeah, she gets to hear him for free. So then... So then, after I got out of the thing, I... Out of recording. Out of recording, I, I got a phone call and I... Uh, Immediately assumed I was guilty, so I went back. You assumed and that you were in trouble. Re-edited it and, and told on yourself. There was. Wait, you're uh, not doing. You're skipping a whole part here. Uh, there was. You, can we just get to the part where I had to edit this some bitch three times? You told on yourself, <laughs> basically, is what happened. You told on yourself and then had to go back and edit because so she wait, was wait, pissed. Wait, 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 wait a minute. So you get a phone call. 
And yeah, and it it may have been Mrs. Colonel. X. It may have been Cody De Pablo. Okay. And this person <laughs> said what to you when they called? Have you lost your goddamn mind? No, 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 no. no. What was know. the first thing she said? Um, just what? What are you doing? I, I, you know, I'm done with this. I'm done with this whole thing. So she yeah. says, "What are you doing?" And Chuck immediately spills his guts. <laughs> so first of all, we confessed. know, yeah, confessed. So we know, a, we can't take him to war. No, no, <laughs> because you know. Well, not only, I mean, it screwed up our listeners because then he had to edit it, of course, because he, he didn't do a good job, and he didn't do a good job, and he edited like. <laughs> Like the last 10 minutes of the show, he cut off. So I, It was like, boring. The last 10 minutes were boring. I had to go in and load this thing like four times. So everyone's getting, if you've got like multiple versions. Yeah, you got this thing on your feed like four times. It's because the Chuck kernel, told on yes, himself. Yes. Chuck fucked himself. I was trying to get us more downloads, Timmy. I see. Chuck fucked himself. <clears throat> Other than me, that, Timmy. And let me say that when <clears throat> I heard this story, it was the most. Oh, I was mad at you. Single like, most amazing thing I'd hell, ever why heard. Why the hell does she do that? Why did she text her for Why? It? Why wouldn't you clear that up? I didn't know. You didn't know I didn't text her? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Colonel. I hope things are better at home. Uh, again, it was Miss Pablo to call me. All right. <laughs> she didn't no. want to be on uh, TMZ. Can't <laughs> even gives enough shit about you. <laughs> be on TMZ. How's Rudy doing? You know, Rudy, it's been snowing. And right. Rudy loves the snow, and I've been taking him out, and he's just been frolicking. Timmy. Frolicking, frolicking. Hmm. There's nothing like a dog frolicking in the snow, Timmy. Oh, he. By the way, he sent a message. Yes. Um, he said he hates you, devil. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. He said if he ever sees you on the street, he's biting you. He will not. He said he will. Nope. You know what is my my fur nephew's was his second birthday, first birthday. Second birthday. This is where we're. Re this is where we've gone with this. Yeah, we're finding out about fucking dog birthdays that don't even belong to you. <laughs> I know, but I love him so much. All right. I, I bet you do. Well, I'm, this is fascinating. Boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about the story. Because you hate your cat. No, my cat is so fucking lazy. Cat's gonna eat you when you die. It's. He Ooh. hopes. My cat is like it attacks me every time I go to the kitchen, and it, <laughs> and it thinks it's like it's clever. It's like I walk to the kitchen, he hides, or she hides by the chair. I walk past, she jumps out every time. It's like, you know, are you so stupid? I know that's, I know what's going on. I know you keep walking past the chair, though, so is uh, she stupid or? No, she's stupid. All right. The man on the green bicycle. Let's get into the story. It's not, enough of this nonsense. She's in training. Mm. She's in ninja training. <laughs> <sighs> the murder of Bella Wright. Randy. Okay. Bella Wright. By the way, that means pretty. <laughs> Bella, pretty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right means correct. <laughs> she was pretty and or correct. Or the opposite of left. Yeah. <laughs> the green bicycle case was a murder investigation, Brandy. Is there a no resolution to this? I hate those. Yeah. Well, really there is. I mean, I've got a... My, oh, I know who did yeah, it. Yeah, I know who did it, too. I but, read the script. But it was never... If you would have read the script, you know Mustard? who did it. Okay. The Green Bicycle case is a rather famous uh, case, I think, in uh, jolly old England. I'm going to go to England. I'm going to go see Ben and Rosanna. By the way, Rosanna's birthday is coming up on the 19th, so happy birthday, Rosanna. Happy birthday. 
Jack. Happy birthday, my lovely English Rose. And Princess Rosanna. Princess Rosanna, yeah. And uh, my friend Sherry's birthday is also coming up, so happy birthday, Sherry. Well, our birthday's Sherry coming up, too. Soon. I mean, how, how are we going to do this? Our birthday's not coming up for six more months. Whatever. Evidently, this is what we're doing now. Come on. All right. The Green Bicycle case was a murder investigation and trial pertaining to the fatal shooting of a young woman named Bella Wright. Was it from a green bicycle? Was it a drive-by? <laughs> it must have been. <laughs> she lived near Leicestershire, Leicestershire, Leicestershire uh-huh. Village uh, in England. And it occurred, she had died on uh, July 5th, 1919, which is one day after we were celebrating the 4th of July here in the United States on uh, 1919. Do they, do they have a July 4th in England? I doubt it. Yes, they do. They yeah, just they do. celebrate it. Uh, Bella, <laughs> Bella Wright was killed. What the fuck? <laughs> they have a July 4th? <laughs> Bella Wright was killed by a single bullet, Brandy. If, for our English friends, that that's the, uh, we kicked your ass there. Yeah, no, that's the, uh, yeah, the, the whoop, uh, Open up can of whoop ass. Whoop right. ass. But don't you think right now, now? Oh, they're celebrating now, man. Looking like, back, I know. Holiday looking back at the founding fathers, do you think mm, maybe we should have just hung on? Oh, a yeah, I, I think that all the time. <laughs> yeah, believe we, me. We could have been how a cool colony. Canada, for, look how cool Canada is. Look how cool we should have been a Dominion. We should have been. We've been much better off. We should have been. I, but you know what? Now Canada's can't come because of that whole. Now Canada's can't come. Canadians, Canadians can't come because that whole you know shithole comment thing. <laughs> and everybody knows Canada's a shithole country. It is no. <laughs> it is well, you not. Make her, you know, Christy Lee is in Canada. Except well, for no. she's in Toronto. No, but you have to remember Shirley they, they kicked him out of Canada. Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. Yeah. And they, some they, bitches, they, you get back here, you can't even get turn the money back in. American banks won't take Canadian money. The loony, the loony. I got loonies. I got loonies you got all a house over full me. Of loonies. I got a house full <laughs> of loonies. I can't turn the some bitches in. Some loonies in this room. <laughs> just, um, no, we love our Canadian listeners. Oh my God, just get on with it. Bella Green Wright, bite. build the wall, Bella Timmy. Wright. Build the wall. Bella Wright, Up she's in dead. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> I think they're going to need to build the wall. But, you know, I think <laughs> oh they have to relook God. at the building of a wall because, like, we're at, like, uh, full employment. <laughs> there ain't nobody to build the <laughs> wall. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> we're going to have to build uh-uh. a wall like in Panama. <laughs> just have to build a wall around my garden. <laughs> All right. All right. Bella, Bella Wright. Wright. Yeah. July 5th, 1919. She's yes. dead. Green uh, bike. Bella Keep going. Was, Bella was killed by a single bullet. Yes, I heard. You know, typically a story. God damn it. <laughs> as a beginning. We almost got through the third sentence. A climax and an ending. I would love to climax just, about any time now. <laughs> oh, I could give you. I no, could you give cannot. you one. Oh, I could give you one. No. Oh, I could do a spontaneous <laughs> one over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, too. Bella White was killed by a single bullet wound. Oh, for wound fuck's sake, I know. To the face. On, <laughs> oh, to the face. On the evening of her Shut death. Shut <laughs> Luckily, it didn't happen. If it would have happened the evening was, after her was death. Luckily, she home at the time. <laughs> she would have got shot the evening after her death. We wouldn't be doing this story. Well, wow. uh, yeah, well, we don't right. know. We, we could have still life. been doing it, but, uh, you know. Single sh- gunshot to the face. She yep. died. 
She had been seen riding a cycling in the company of an unknown man, Brandy, riding a green bicycle. The man or her? The man was riding a green bicycle. <laughs> okay. Okay. So right. do you think it's a coincidence that she got shot in the face on the night of her death? <laughs> <laughs> that is a hell of a coincidence. Know, just, well, you I know. Mean, she had, it might be know, a stretch. <laughs> I swear to Christ, tell me one more time she got shot in the face. Uh, oh, why do we get bad reviews? Our latest review. I don't usually like talk about bad reviews because it encourages them. But we got five stars and the person's... They, they gave they, this their their favorite podcast, and they go on in the review to say wh- everything that's wrong with it. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it's a long list. But we get five stars, so, yeah, so that's all right. And they yeah. said they're a great podcast. Yeah. All right, Anna, Annie, Annie, Annie Bella Wright. Oh, Auntie Bellum, Lady Antebellum. Oh, right. No, uh, Auntie Bellum, Annie Bella Wright. Why didn't cool. you use that in the first place? Why are we just now learning of this? Was so that she's royalty. Oh, she's born. I'm no, giving little, I'm giving you her early life. All right. Okay. She was born on Move along. July 14th, 1897. So she died just after her birthday, uh, right? When she was 22. Hmm. Might have been. Hmm. Hmm. No, right before. Her I was birthday. gonna say it's before. Mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, like eight, Math days. is hard. Nine somebody, days before her birthday. Somebody jumped out of a cake and shot her in the face. She probably was uh, <laughs> pedaling to, um, uh, maybe perhaps she was pedaling to set, you know, arrange her party, make her party arrangements, or going to the party store. You never know. It's going to the, going to the club. She was the eldest of seven children of an illiterate agricultural laborer and his wife. Aww. Farmer, basically. Dumb bastard. Aww. <laughs> Is it illiterate? Perhaps he didn't have the educational opportunities that you and I have had. He could make babies. He could make babies. You can teach he made yourself eight to read. How do you how do you grow corn without knowing how to read? Are you kidding? Can you grow corn? Yeah. You can. I can. Goddamn when right. When have you I can ever grow grown corn. corn? I have grown corn. I have grown corn. I you have can't grown even barley. I've grown corn. hops. I've grown. He's, I've I've seen his barley. First yeah. of all, ew. Second of all, <laughs> you couldn't identify corn out of a lineup of one. Good. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. I think if corn. it was on a plate, he could. Mm, I think that's stretching it. I I know corn. I know what corn seeds look like. Corn's a lot of work, man. You know, it, it, it's it's not so bad if you get so it. So both of you are gentlemen farmers now. <laughs> yeah, we Tell me. We got our bib overalls well, and our little saying, boots. You get if you and get your corn big out. Hats. If you get mm. corn out, uh, corn out of a can. It's it's pretty simple, yeah, but when you sure. have to shuck that stuff, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work. It is. It is. I would just say fuck it. I'll just get <laughs> fuck it the can. shuck. <laughs> fuck the shuck. I'm getting the can. Yeah. You know what will fuck you up though is trying to. You can't plant the shit from the can in the yard and, and you grow cannot. corn. No. Yeah, I learned that my first two seasons. <laughs> Your first two seasons. <laughs> yeah. It's the great corn famine. <laughs> yes, the great corn famine of 1984. <laughs> All right. There was no peas. <laughs> she lived in a cottage, Brandy. There was no beets. Christ. She lived in a college, Brandy. A college? A co- cottage. Okay. In the village of Stroughton. I wonder if have been in uh, Rosanna know where Stroughton is. I don't know, but Jesus Christ. They're not the only <laughs> listeners we have. No, they're my favorite Will people. Will you come on? Four miles outside of Leicester. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Probably oh, not. I know you're not. <laughs> 
I'm going to go to England and I'm going to learn how to speak over there. Are you? <laughs> yeah. All I'm going to go see, see Rosanna and Ben this year. And uh, <laughs> talk about dick in your and mouth. Matt, and Matt. And Matt Johnson. I'm going to go see Matt. Oh, right. I would not see Matt Johnson. Well, he's a good guy. What about oh, Beverly? No. Oh, Lady I, Beverly, yeah. Or I would see Lady William? Beverly. But I'd be afraid to see Matt. No, Matt's cool. No, I think Matt's a little unhinged. Oh, you're unhinged. He was here. Matt, I met him I here. I know. You, you didn't people. talk to him here? He's not unhinged. Matt's a wee bit unhinged. He's a nice We're guy. All he's a, a nice guy. We're all a wee bit unhinged. Mm-hmm. But he's a good guy. Bella Wright had attended school until the age of 12, Brandy. <laughs> and then she began work as a domestic servant. After that, she obtained a job at a factory. And she worked at... Bates St. Mary's Mill. Uh, it was a rubber factory. They made rubber. <laughs> right? Like, and that's hard to do in England because there's not a whole lot it? of rubber plants. <laughs> you took a I've grown inventory. rubber before. Yeah. <laughs> You've taken an inventory I, of the rubber plants I, in England? I, well, I, I planted me a Have, have you ever seen rubber plants in England? No. They grow in South America. So you have to go all the way down there, get them first, then bring them to England to, you know, Make assemble them. Because assembly is hard. I can't even stand <laughs> that you are hammering on. Her job was approximately five miles. Man, this is serious. Young lady dies. Be show a little respect. <laughs> Bella, um, her job was approximately five miles from her home. Take this and hit my jugular. That'd be spectacular. Where's your uh, screwdrivers that uh, Tommy Lane sent you? They're at home. i got to put them in my purse. You know, Tommy Lane's in Hawaii. I wonder if she w- uh, was uh, going underground when they had the... Uh, I don't know. Did you just see a fucking nickel on the ground? What the hell? No, I'm saying... No, you know, I know They had the nuclear attack the other day in, <laughs> yeah. in Hawaii. I'm, I was thinking of Tommy then. I was wondering if she was uh, caught up in all... I don't know where the hell the people were running to, Colonel. Where are you going to run? Um, I You're just on an go, island. I go out into the water. That's smart. <laughs> can't get smart. can't get burned in the water. He can't smart. get burned. No, smart guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Right fucking brilliant. <clears throat> you want to be? You want be, You want follow him when shit goes down? You follow him. Oh, the great corn farmer. Oh, I'm sneaking away. I grew rubber too. <laughs> <laughs> Threw me a tire in the backyard. <laughs> Watched it grow. First two years was tough. <laughs> fucking jackass. All right. So she worked in the rubber plant mill. Or whatever. Dude. Her job was approximately five miles from her home. She jogged uh, her, she jog her, it? Her work was primarily, no, she rode a bike. Her mm-hmm. work primarily consisted of constructing tires. That's an interesting work. It's usually Interesting ha- line of work. It's usually what happens in yeah. a rubber plant. I've got a great deal of respect for her. people work with their hands. <laughs> Bella regularly traveled to and fro from her place of employment on her bicycle. Hmm. Okay. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Smart, economic. Is it a vital part to the story? Well, yeah, it is because I'm going to get into that. In addition, at the time of her murder, I gave that part away. I think establishing that murder. she can ride a bike is good enough. <laughs> yeah. At the time of her murder, she was working the late shift at the factory, Brandy. Oh, uh, nothing good happens on the no, late shift. No. Mm. Not riding your bike through the country. Yeah, but you can usually go out and get stoned on breaks by the dumpster. Yeah, by the dumpster. Yeah, you can. If you're just cruising along in the countryside, headed to the night shift, yeah, you just seri- you just serial killer bait on your bike. You, you might as well just hang a sign from your bike. 
throw me in a shallow. Put it on grave. Might as well be put it on the basket. Might as well be hitchhiking in Oregon <laughs> my, in the yeah, early seventies. Exactly, <laughs> be a hitchhiker up in Seattle. In addition, uh, uh, okay, so he was working late shift. Yeah. As such, in the summer of nineteen nineteen, she is known to have cycled between villages and hamlets around Little Stratton, where she was from, to perform errands uh, in the late afternoon. Okay, so she was a bicyclist, Randy. She may have been a prostitute. No, she's performing errands. Well, we don't she's know like, what those errands were. She's like Grubhub. <laughs> oh, I yeah. love Grubhub. It's my favorite. I now. know it's changed your life. It has. <laughs> <laughs> I never got. I never have to go out again. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, the twenty-one-year-old Bella Wright was considered very attractive, Colonel, and self-assured young lady. What do you think about that, Colonel? Well, I I like attractive. Mm-hmm. Does it say what her breasts were like? No, oh. I didn't get that in the research. Uh, I'm not sure if I saw a picture of her, actually. Kind of Google that, see if you can get a picture of her. She was often seen riding a Bella Wright. Bella Wright. How did you not get that by now? (laughs) (laughs) She was often seen, Brandy, riding alone through the countryside on her bicycle. See, there you go. Just kill me. Bella Wright. Okay, that's two L's. Yeah. (laughs) Bella was engaged to be married, Brandy, to a Royal Navy stoker. A stoker. Mm-hmm. Named mm. Archie Ward. Archie. Oh. Yeah. It's hard to get laid when your name is Archie. Or Cortland. <laughs> or Cortland, either one. She was not an overly attractive woman. Well, he served. God in- damn, was she. This picture of her, she's 21 years old. They had hard lives back then, but she looks like she's a good 45. Yeah, well, she worked in a rubber factory. It'll do that. Yeah, it'll wear you out. Working on with rubbers all day. Yeah. Yeah, tell us about the devil. <laughs> Archie, her uh, fiancé, he, he served on uh, Her Majesty's ship, the Didum. It was a training ship in Portsmouth, England. So, you know, she's you know, she got a job. She's got a boyfriend. Fiancé. Yeah, well, he's a stoker. Well. So, you know, things are looking up for young Bella. She had it going on. Sweet. She was known to have at least one other suitor, though, Brandy. Uh-oh. Yeah. And told her mother of an officer who had fallen in love with her. And this is important to the story, okay? hmm This may have been a man by the name of Ronald Light. She can't find a decent name. Although he denied So, hold on. It's him. She, she, She's Mrs. got a boyfriend. Mrs. Wright found Mr. Wright. No, no, no. His, his name is Light. Oh, Light. Yeah. So, okay. So, Bella has a, she's engaged to be married to the guy in the Navy, Archie Ward, right? Okay. But there's rumors that she's got a beau, another guy, another guy who wants, who is trying to get her affection, right? Uh, and his name is, uh, well, we don't know his name. She told her mother he was an officer. And, was and he a gentleman? gentleman. We don't know about if he was a gentleman or not. Uh, it depends on whether he murdered her. But this, is the, the people in that little village suspected that this was by a guy by the name of Ronald Light, although he would deny this allegation. On Saturday, July 5th, 1919, she set out on her bicycle to uh, mail some letters in the village of Evington, a few miles away, Brandy. She returned home and then proceeded to the village of Gullaby to visit her uncle, George Majors. Are you with me so far? 
I'm she's, following you, Timmy. She's pedaling I'm tracking around. you. She's just on yeah, that bike. Dun, 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 yeah. Her little dog. She got a little dog on the front, little basket. When she arrived at her uncle's, she was accompanied by an unknown man. Randy. Dun, dun, dun. He was riding a green BSA bicycle. Mm, well, and know, he was living large. And, <laughs> and he was wearing a raincoat. Even though it was a clear day, oh, he's a flasher. Ain't, ain't I don't nothing, know. Ain't nothing impress a girl like a green bicycle when you pull up. Next well, you got a raincoat. raincoat or a raincoat, yeah. Yeah. All right. So you with me so far? We're with you. All right. Uh, George Majors, her uncle, expressed concern about the stranger, but Bella, you know, he took her aside and said, "Hey, you know, I'm concerned you're hanging out with this guy in this raincoat." That's usually not a good sign I, I for can, a young lady. Like, I can see his dick. He's going to get that tripped up in the spokes. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, he told her that he was concerned, and Bella said not to be alarmed. Okay? Eh. So she wasn't that concerned at this point. Clearly. Mm, she wasn't concerned to the When she left her face. uncle's cottage an hour later, she again met up with the stranger. And the two of them rode off together. Into the sunset. All right. You've done one page? One page. Holy shit. Around 9.30 that night, Brandy. Yes. I'm getting, you, These are important clues. you got to kind Come of Come on. Stay this. with us here, Cluso. Around 9.30 <laughs> that evening, a farmer by the name of Joseph Caldwell. Doug. 9.30 that evening, a farmer <laughs> named Joseph Caldwell came across the body of a young woman lying in the road. Who was it? While he was driving his cattle along. That's what they do over there. They drive cattle. I, I think Ben and Rosanna drive cattle. Cattle or kettle? Cattle. Okay, cattle. so he was herding cows yeah. and found her body. Yes. Okay. Get the, along, though, doggies. There was a pool of blood around her head, Brandy. Indicating. And her, and her face was covered with blood. He noticed that He noticed her bicycle laying nearby. Okay. When he lifted her up, he quickly realized that she was dead. Well, yeah, that'll do her. And he moved her to the side of the road. You don't want her in the middle of the road. Well, he's got his cows going through there. I don't know if they're on the road either. All right. No, so he he moves her out of the road, takes her to the side of the road. Now, you shouldn't move the body, though, right? Yeah, this is back in the day. It didn't matter. All right. Uh he arranged for two farm uh, hands to guard the body while he summoned the police. I don't know where she was going to go, but... Well, no, <laughs> well, you don't want vandals coming by. <laughs> yeah. With her body limp and her face uh, extensively bloodied, she had deep gouge marks visible on her cheeks and jaw, Brandy. That mm. sucks. Yeah. Surmising that the girl may have been run off the road by a motorist... Uh, you know, probably one of those little guys driving a Model T with the no, goggles. I, and the, I'm picturing a guy in a the red motorcycle with a the sidecar. Road. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. it cool? I <laughs> bet he clipped her with the sidecar. Okay. So he, that's what they initially they thought it was an accident. She fell off her bicycle and was fatally injured. Okay. When the police arrived with Dr. E.K. Williams, uh, the local. He's, he's very good. Yeah. He made an examination, a courtesy uh, examination of the body, and also concluded... What kind of examination? A curse. <laughs> Courtesy? <Yeah>. No. <laughs> Cursory? Excuse me. Excuse me. Examination. You don't mind. Hope you and don't mind. he concluded that the young lady had met uh, her uh, fate by an accident. 
So he also. So clearly we got Quincy in here doing this <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. Mm. She fell. She so was the cor- riding too I don't know if he was a corner, but he was she a local She was riding too fast and fell on a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> she- the body was taken Get to on the it. nearby chapel in Little Stratton. Stanton. Where? Okay. Uh, Stanton. How the fuck know. do you get shot in the face and people don't know it? Well, <laughs> but not all police were convinced that her death was an accident, Brandy. Oh. <laughs> the gaping wound in a cheek right. was kind of a dead Police giveaway. constable Alfred Hall... Oh, Alfie. Mm. Al. Big, Big Al. Al. He returned the next morning around 6.30 to conduct a closer inspection of the scene, and he discovered a forty-five caliber bullet laying approximately four, 17 feet from the body where it had been laying. You think about that, Brandy? I think some <laughs> heads will roll. <laughs> next, uh, he returned to the chapel where the body was, and he washed the dry blood dried blood from the woman's face. It was then that the real cause of death was determined. She uh-huh. had <laughs> she had, Brandy, been shot. In the face. Yes. In the head. Forehead. No. The bullet had entered her face just below her. You should her read this before you start. <laughs> I did when I wrote it three weeks ago. The bullet was in, had entered her face just below her left eye and exited on the right side of her face near her temple. Well, so, yeah, kind of. So it bounced. It was not long before the woman's identity was made known. It was Bella Wright. And I'm glad she, it wasn't somebody else. And she had been last seen in the company of an unknown man riding a green bicycle. With a raincoat with his dick With a raincoat. His raincoat and his dick out, yeah. The police investigation uncovered a few leads, and the murder was uh, destined to remain unsolved until the following year when an important clue turned up by circumstance. So they did an investigation, right? They couldn't find this, ma- this man and this green bicycle, okay? Okay. Year, a year goes by. Thanks for the recap. Yeah. But what they did learn, what the, in the, what they did learn in their initial investigation, uh, several people had seen Bella in the company of a man described between the ages of 35 and 40, with a broad, full face, between five seven and five nine inches in height, and wearing a gray suit, a gray cap, collar and tie, and black boots. Dick out. The chief constable at the time issued numerous appeals to both the local and national press, urging this man to come forward and assist them with their inquiries. Okay? Nonetheless, these appeals proved unsuccessful. Thorough checks of all the premises where bicycles were bought and sold or repaired. Um, they, they searched all these places to find this green bicycle but they were unable to find one. The investigation seemed Brandy to be at an impasse. Poor Bella Wright, and this is sad, she was buried in the churchyard of St. Mary's and All Saints Church on July 11, 1919, in a ceremony conducted by before several hundred mourners. So this young lady... I mean, it's sad that she died, but you're acting like she got buried in a pauper's grave. Well, no, I'm they could have left no, on the I mean, side sad, of the road. I mean, it's sad she died. She's a young lady. She's only 21, just short of her 22nd birthday. Yep. Okay. So, and they, at this point, uh, it's a cold case at this point, right? Because 
they run into a brick wall. Well, not literally, but they the investigation yes. has slowed. All right. So a break in the case came several months later when on February 23rd, 1920, Enoch Whitehouse. That's a cool fucking name, Enoch. Enoch. I would love. I might have to change my name from Diablo Horatio, uh, Horatio <laughs> Fontaine. I might have to get Enoch in there. I think that's too close to Eunoch for me. <laughs> or eunuch? Eunuch. Uh-huh. So, uh, when they, well, if you're a eunuch, do they cut the whole stuff off, or do they just cut your balls off? I think they just—I don't know. Or are you are you—you're uh, physically castrated. Look or, that up. Look that up. No, I'm not gonna look at. But is there, you you physically Write castrated? You're not chemically castrated. It's physical castration, right? I think. Well, so. the Greeks did it. I don't know that they had chemicals to do it. Well, and yeah, but, but I mean, like with chemical castration, it just makes. Can we you talk a little about Enoch? Impotent. Okay. Fine. Impotent? Yeah. Does it? <laughs> I'm very impotent. Makes you very impotent. I'm an impotent. I'm an impotent. I'm an impotent man around impotent. here, devil. All right. So Continue. Enoch uh, was. They have Viagra now. Guiding. So I don't want to say. But wonder if you if you go through chemical castration, if you get Viagra, does it work? It probably cause a lot of confusion in your in your junk junk down there. I hate to get confusion in my junk. Right? <laughs> you know what? You know, Ain't nothing worse than confused junk. Confused. Yeah. <laughs> when my junk gets confused, yeah. it costs me money. It does. Don't play. You know what? Playing with my, my junk's emotions is like playing with my money, Timmy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, one inform, no one informed me last night that he had a twinkle nut. Hmm? I said, I don't understand. What does that mean? You know, like twinkle, twinkle, little star. I have a twinkle nut. Oh, my God. Well, he's, he's like it shines so brightly. <laughs> I don't understand, don't, little boys. You know, let him don't don't don't. I picture don't the, rain on his I pictured a disco ball. <laughs> All right, so he's guiding Enoch. Enoch, Eunuch. He's guiding a horse barge, a horse-drawn barge full of coal along the river Soar when he hold on, hold, hold the fuck sucks, on, man. hold the fuck on. Hold on, sucks. a horse-drawn barge down the river. Yeah, the horses so all drowned. So you got some swimming motherfucking horses in here. I don't here think so. Somebody Early tried to drowned. Tell me. <laughs> I'm Look, I'm reading. Horses you only can't once. swim. I'm reading what's You written. ever heard of something horsey paddling? No, the horses don't swim. Horses can swim. No, they can't. Yeah, they can. Yeah, horses you, can swim. When's the last time you've seen a swimming horse? Horses can horse? swim, I've you ignorant dumb, son of a bitch. Movies. They, I see donkey, movies? donkeys can swim. They jump off the diving board, but <laughs> horses right. can't swim. Shush. All right, so he's he's hauling this. I don't know. He's by the river store when he notices uh, the tow rope dip below the water and then tighten up as if it had snagged on something. Uh oh. Slowly, he noticed an object emerge from below the water. The tow rope had become tangled around the frame of a green bicycle. Okay, Colonel, we got the green bicycle. Soon, mm. the banks mm. of the river were crawling with police, searching the river for more evidence. When they examined the bike frame, they noticed that someone had gone through great pains to destroy any identifying evidence from the bike. However, eventually, they uncovered a faint serial number inside the front fork. They traced the serial number back to the agent who had sold the bicycle. A search of his records showed that the green BSA bicycle had been sold to a Mr. Ronald Light of Derby on May 18, 1910. I would just like to say this a couple of things. First, he's drive, he's riding around with a nine-year-old bicycle. That's one thing. Second, that's pretty good record-keeping for 1919. I mean, before they had databases and shit, spreadsheets and shit. 
You think it's pretty good that well, they could trace that back? It's amazing. Motherfucker had a pencil. Some paper. <laughs> yeah, I don't Ledger. Know yeah. yeah. Hieroglyphics. Ledger. I mean, chiseled the shit on the wall. No, I mean, that's pretty. I mean, you know, you wouldn't think that the record keeping would have been as good back then. I wouldn't. I mean, the serial number for a bike that had been bought, what is this now, nine years earlier or something? I think it's pretty impressive. English got their shit together, Colonel. We should be Englishmen. Do. We should be country uh, farmers. Yeah. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. Aside from the fantastic record keeping of this fucking I'm bike impre- shop. I'm impressed with that fucking bike shop. Ronald, Dur- Ronald Light was born in October of 1885. He lived a privle- privileged life. His father was a successful inventor of plumbing devices. You think the Colonel I could have been a country gentleman? No. Unfortunately, Light's... I am a country, I am a country gentleman. Well, I mean in England. Oh, in England Unf- I could have been. Unfortunately, Light's life Hello, consisted... Mate. Oh, God, How no. you doing there, chap? <laughs> Going down to the pub to get me some kippers and a pint. Kippers. Kippers? Mm. Hmm? Stop talking. Okay. He's sounds uh, English to me. Might throw me some dots. Lights like Watch consisted. Watch some football on the telly. It's really bad. Like, that's so bad. <laughs> Knock him up. So bad. Uh, ben told me I did a good English accent. He? Well, yeah. I think he was just trying to pacify you. Um. So he has a series of misfortunes, mostly of his own making. In 1902, I got vertigo, Colonel, because I thought I was in England for a minute. <laughs> Jesus Christ! In 1902, he was expelled from Oakham School. Sorry, that old mate. At the age of 17, for lifting a little girl's clothes over her head. Oh, that's not cool. Uh, what? At 30, he attempted to have sex with a 15-year-old and admitted to improper conduct with an 8-year-old. Why Jesus is she Christ. even running around with okay, this slime so ball? So this guy's a creep. In addition, after graduating from uh, Birmingham University as a civil engineer. He was employed at Midland Railway Works in Derby. He was fired in 1914 when he was suspected of setting fire in a cupboard and drawing indecent pictures on the lavatory wall. Well, he probably could have got by with drawing the pictures, but, you know, setting the fire was <laughs> yeah. it's over the line. Yeah. When war broke out in 1914, Ronald Light was uh, commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Royal Engineers in 1915. For reasons not disclosed, he was court-martialed and relieved of his duties in 1916. Like, if he gets court-martialed, do we have to thank him for his service? No. All right. Uh, During this time, his father— Well, he's English. We don't have to thank him anyway. Yeah, we were on the same side. During this time, his father fell out of a two-story window, an apparent suicide. (laughs) Ronald returned to Derby to live with his mother. Hard to come back from that. It's you a two-story window. That's a ballsy move right How there. How do you die out of a two-story <laughs> because window? Because you got to go, go if you're going to do it. You, if I'm ever going to do it, I'm going at least 14 floors. Here's the thing. Because going, I ain't going to be one of those people waiting on well, see, somebody to feed me with jello. Well, see, if you jump out of this two-story uh, window, you have to do it repeatedly. <laughs> I know you have well, to yeah, keep going. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, two stories, you have to go After head about, first. About, yeah. about six times, you'll <laughs> yeah. perish. Right. Well, <laughs> we hope. I think maybe he might have been pushed, but I'm just saying. All right. Uh, so he's living. So go, he goes back to live with his mother, but rejoined the army. He was well, court-martialed. Because they prob- the army probably did not have a good enough records like the bicycle shop. Probably not. 
but he rejoined the army as a gunner in the Honorable Artillery Company. Those oh, can get desperate yeah, they, by then, too. Yeah, it's, that's what it <laughs> He's in a trench somewhere. He's going over the top. He's fodder. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, just go over there. <laughs> yeah, we'll take you back. He was demobilized in 1919 and went home uh, and sent home suffering from shell shock. Oh, that's serious shit. Yes. Well, we call it PTSD. Yeah. Have you ever seen videos of this? People yeah. Shell yeah. Oh, they're some messed up guys. Light had begun teaching mathematics at Dean Close School when on March 4th, 1920, his life changed forever. Okay. Police arrived at the school and arrested him for the murder of Bella Wright. Police continued to drag the river sore, searching for clues, and on March 19, 1920, they dredged up an army holster and a dozen live 455 caliber bullets. The revolver was never found. When examined, the bullets were a match to the one P.C. Hall had found. They were eventually proven to belong to Ronald Light. Okay, this is matched to the gun that was used to kill Bella Wright. That is so what I just said. Yes. But thank you for that. Yeah. Just Ronald Light went on trial. Sometimes our listeners are a little slow. So I are like to, they? Yeah, I like, to, <laughs> I like to paint a picture. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are. Yeah. Some of them are. No, they're not. <laughs> Sometimes you two are slow. you got to catch up yourselves. Ronald Light went on trial at Leicester, Leicester Castle in June of 1929. He was defended by the, the Sir Edward Marshall Hall, and the trial lasted three days. Hmm. Press coverage of the trial was sensational, but it was clearly biased towards Ronald Light. His sordid past never made it into print. He was honored as an ex-army officer, an engineer, and a teacher. Uh, Bella's character, on the other hand, was resu- reduced to a mere factory girl with questionable morals. Yeah, I'd say. Attorney- Driving about the countryside, making all those stops. You know, Carrying, Nick, air quotes, groceries to people. You know, Nikki Brooks on our page, she lives in the Midlands. Does she? Mm. Okay. Attorney General Gordon Hewart opened for the prosecution. He laid out the facts of the case as follows. One, it was proven that Light bought an enameled green BSA bike. The day before the murder, he took the bike in for repairs. Two, the day of the murder, when he picked up the bike, the mechanic noticed he was wearing a raincoat. Three, Mm. after the murder, he was never seen riding his bike again. Mm. Four, he was known to be in possession of a revolver. Five, after leaving Galby, Light made an inappropriate advance toward Bella, and she fled. In her haste, she mistakenly took a longer route home, leaving Light the opportunity to take a shorter route in order to overtake her. This Mm. is a motherfucker like Snidely Whiplash. Six. He laid in wait until she appeared, and then he shot her. Why didn't he just tie it to the railroad tracks? I don't know. The prosecution called ballistics expert, let's not go that far, Henry Clark, to draw a connection between the bullets found in the river and the one found near Bella's body. However, Sir Marshall Hall was brilliant in his cross-examination of Clark. He was able to get Clark to concede. You know, Sir Marshall Hall is a pretty good uh, barrister. Yeah, that's a pretty good name, like, too. Pretty impressive. He's like yeah. Raymond Burr. He's yeah. like Ironsides. Yeah. yeah but you know, I, but you know what I never liked about Ironside? Wow. A really good lawyer would jump up and say, I object. Yeah. Well, that Ironside, Ironside could just throw he his hand a, up. He was a detective, Ironside. You're thinking of. Um, Who am I thinking? Um, it's Raymond Burr. Help me. 
Perry, Perry Mason. Mason. Perry Mason. Perry Mason. Yeah, he. I like Cannon. He was that big fat guy. Yeah, he, he run down the street. Hey, he was still chase people though. <laughs> yeah. Chase Burt, run his fat ass. He had ass. a car phone. Was he the, fa- was, was he the he fat did. man of Jake and the Fat Man? Yeah. Yeah. But he would he would run. He would chase yeah. these criminals. I bet he's dead now. Oh, Probably had a heart attack on set from running <laughs> after somebody. We have to, all what right. What was his name? I'll look it up. All right, good. Continue. Good, because we're all waiting. Okay, so. How'd you like to be, how'd you like to have a show and say, hey. You, we I'm want gonna, you to be the fat man. You, we're going to call Jake and the Fat Man, and you like. Which one am I going to be? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Clearly you're the one? fat man. Yeah, I guess you get paid well enough. You're okay with that. But All right. So he was able to get to get Clark to concede that the bullet could easily have come from a rifle. Could have? Could have. I, see, I don't believe that. Could have easily come from a rifle. No, this was a 455. William Conrad. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. William Conrad. I liked him. He went on to make the case that the fatal shot had been accidentally fired from some distance away. Uh, Mr. Conrad Rad left us in 1994. He Based was the original. He was the original pick to be the scarecrow on Wizard of Oz. Really? Was he, he was too big. He was too fat. Based purely on conjecture, of course he did. Based purely on conjecture, he cast doubt on the fact that Bella had been shot at close range, which would have been necessary if Light had shot her with his revolver. So they're trying to establish here, Brandy, some reasonable doubt. Really? Yeah. Huh. I went to law school. He, he failed the bar. I did not take the bar. Same thing. No. He all but got Clark to admit Object. that the damage to yeah. Bella's face could have been more severe if this had been the case. Light took the stand in his own defense and admitted that the green bike was his. He claims that after he read about the murder, he hid the bike in his closet for five months. He didn't want to go uh, out in public for fear of worrying his ailing mother. They didn't have okay, spray so, paint back then. So he was saying he had to, he had a green bike. He just didn't. He just didn't want to. He didn't want to be seen in public with it because then he didn't kill her. But he didn't want right. to. Right. Why didn't he, he just spray to, paint it? That's what he, we he used he to do with bikes suspicion. when we was trying to change. He decided colors. it was best to get rid of the bike instead. So he went to the river store, dismantled the bike, and threw it into the river piece by piece. Unbeknownst to him, the entire event was witnessed by a laborer named Samuel Holland. He also admitted that the holster and bullets were also his, and that he had disposed of the clothes he was wearing that day. Nothing suspicious <laughs> at all. Well, don't you know, look at me. Don't well, look at me. I mean, sometimes you get that river water on you, and you got to just strip down naked yeah. and walk home naked. He didn't mind what being naked. Well, he had his dick out all the time. All the time. So, Colonel, tell us what happens next in this uh, this uh, trial. Well, Timmy, <clears throat> let me let me clear your throat, Colonel. Yeah, let me bring some life to this thing. I know. I mean, the it, devil's over here been monotone, zombie like. Yeah. Now, as for the revolver, Timmy, mm-hmm. he claimed that he was not in possession of the revolver during the time of the murder. He was like, no, so it seems wasn't that me. seems reasonable, Brandy. Yeah, it does. Because it had been taken from him when he was in France during the war. It's all the way over in France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. According to him, he met Bella on his way to Little Stretton, Timmy. Mm-hmm. She was stooping over her bicycle mm. and asked if he had a spanner so she could tighten up a her spanner. loose. She stooped over and wanted a spanner to tighten up her loose freewheel. Yeah. How many yeah. times you heard that? <laughs> I know. Uh, you know what she wanted. I told her, no, but offered to accompany to accompany her to, which she accepted. He said, 
When they reached Galby, he went to have a flat tie mended while she visited with her uncle. He met up with Bella again as she left the college, and they parted ways shortly after leaving Galby. Mm. When his tie again, goddamn thing flattened, and he realized he was going to have to walk. By this time, he had lost control of himself and dismantled his bike and threw it in the river because he had two flat tires. Boy. That's, that's what it, I, okay, that's not what he did, but that's what I would have done. What do you think about that, Brandy? I'd have taught that motherfucker uh-huh. a lesson. Two flat tires in yeah. one day. That some bitch had been swimming like those horses, and mm. horses don't swim. So yeah. anyway, he met up with Bella It's again. a tragedy within a tragedy. Really. <laughs> it is, really. <laughs> Hit a horse on the head with your bicycle. He met up with Bella again. It's <laughs> the last time you've seen a horse swim. If horses could swim, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid still be alive. So anyway, <laughs> got a point. What? He's got a point. He does not have a point. <laughs> Throughout his entire well, you see, your problem is Brandy. You're 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 you don't have the capacity <laughs> what to follow his, his logic. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like you know talking. You know, it's like you listening to Einstein. It, it's just blah 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 blah. But when you got the capacity, the mental capacity intellectual capacity to follow him is he's brilliant well basically it's like having uh tesla come in and talk to uh, baboons yes you know i mean yes. it's just pearls before swine really anyway that's a biblical reference you wouldn't know that one devil she uh, she she's worship is satan mm-hmm. how's your satan worshiping going branding <laughs> by the way fine <laughs> Hell. I'm good, thank you. So anyway, he met up with Bella <clears throat> after leaving Garvey. Now, throughout his entire well-rehearsed testimony, he remained poised and in control. And during his cross-examination, Timmy, the prosecution was unable to rattle him or shake his testimony. Could not rattle or shake his a testimony. Cool cucumber. Have you ever shaked your cool testimony, Colonel? Uh, huh? Have you ever shaked your testimony? I, <laughs> I've shake, 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 shake. Timmy. All right. Shake, shake, shake. My See, I, I, I wish Brandy could follow her lot. See, she just reads the words. She don't. Yeah. No, she don't. She don't comprehend. See, Timmy, your words, Timmy, they're like, uh, they're like little little jewels, Timmy. And nuggets of. Uh, and it's our job to put them together as pieces of jewelry. Well, Timmy. I know you understand that. She just takes the jewels and looks at them and says, "Shiny." I know. And then just spins them down. She really needs to work on her delivery. She really does. She does. You know, but not the only thing she needs to work on. But Yeah, I mean, that's like, where know. do you start? <laughs> exactly. You know, let's, you know, we should dedicate, I don't know, four or five shows to how could we help Brandy be a better person? Brandy, have you thought about ever trying to be a better person? Have you given any thought whatsoever? No. Okay, we're trying to help you, and we're saying these things out of love, devil. Yeah, out of love. love. Um, You know we care about you. You watch intervention. You know how that. (laughs) Yeah, it's just that you're a horrible person. Yeah, and we're coming from a place of love when we say that. Yeah, you're terrible. We love you, but you're a miserable human being. (laughs) Yeah, if you was a dog, they would have put you down by now. But we love you. But we love you, and we just want to make you better, devil. Yeah. So. Anyway, back to the story, she's Timmy. She's texting Renee again. Throughout <laughs> <laughs> the entire, well, he was, so he couldn't be rattled. A fact appeared to have impressed the jury. 
They deliberated for three hours before returning their verdict. What was it? Not guilty. Brandy. What? With all this evidence, the bicycle, the gun, the eyewitness accounts, the jury found Mr. Light not guilty of the murder of Bella Wright. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Dude, I watched the entire Casey Anthony trial. Okay. Nothing surprises me anymore. Okay. Immediately afterwards, there could be a la- heard a loud cheering for both inside and outside the courtroom. When asked about the verdict, members of the jury declared that they were confident that Light was innocent. They were confident, Brandy, that he was innocent. They were also expressed the opinion that there had been no murder at all. No murder at all. She just happened accident. to fall upon the bullet. She, she was bullet. riding down the road in, uh, and... and, and and yeah, how do drove you, how right do you into the to, bullet's path. How do you come in the conclusion that you there was no murder? She got a bullet <laughs> oh, hole in yeah, her head. She, she got Lee Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald was oh, her Oh, man. So anyway, following the acquittal, Light returned to live with his mother in Leicester, where he maintained a somewhat reclusive lifestyle. Much reclusive? Like yourself, Timmy. Yeah, well, that's not, I wonder if he... Uh, he didn't have scrub- Grubhub. Oh, no. Yeah, it was rougher to be reclose back then, Brandy. Well, and it's got that English food. They didn't have Grubhub. I didn't yeah. have Grubhub. For a while, he changed his name to Leonard Estelle, and for the most part, and why would you name your name change your name to Leonard Estelle? I'd rather be Eunuch, or whatever the hell is. <laughs> And he, for the most part, lived a law-abiding life. Now, in December 1920, he was fined for registering under a false name at a hotel where he'd been staying with a woman. Staying with a How woman, How many times Brandy? you registered oh, under no. a false name at a hotel? Did you ever go to a cheap motel, Brandy, and register under an assumed name? Mm-hmm. Try to get a B in that economics class. Did you ever do that, Brandy? No. All right. By 1928, he was living in Lays Down on the Sea in the Isle, Isle of Sheppey in Kent. Okay. In 1934, he married widow Lillian Lester. Lillian and her daughter lived a quiet life with Ronald. Lillian. Lillian. <laughs> no phone for you, Lillian. Now, he died on 15 May 1975 at age 89. May 15th, when? 1979? 75, at the oh, age of 89. That's the year the Reds won the World Series. He probably did not get to live to see that. No, the poor bastard. His body was set on fire near Ashford, well, He lived to be pretty old then. Cause he, he was, was 89, old. motherfucker. I've said it eight times. <laughs> 80 motherfucking nine. <laughs> His body he was, was 89, set, Brandy. <laughs> That's body what I heard. was set on fire. Um, right. His ashes were scattered in the crematorium's Garden of Remembrance. Mm. Ronald had no children of his own, and his stepdaughter had no notion of his trial and acquittal until after his death. Yeah, Today, this is what, uh, he died 70 years later, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now today, uh, the Leicester City Council holds an annual guided bicycle ride, which reenacts the case without the actual bullet entering somebody's face. Um, well, that would be more realistic. It, it'd be more fun. <laughs> I mean, be more down. I, I bet you can give more people to go. Yeah. I would go. Yeah, I'll sponsor you in that race, motherfucker. <laughs> Here's $10. Devil, you want to take a bike ride? Here you go. <laughs> so, participants visit significant locations pertinent to the events on July 5th and a police investigation before progressing to Leicester Castle, where segments of Light's trial are reenacted. Yeah, so this is a big, famous case. For several decades following his acquittal, his green bicycle hung on the wall of the bicycle shop. 
although its current whereabouts are unknown, probably in the river because it's got another flat tire. In a Christie's auction held in 1987, an anonymous bidder purchased the bullets and holster recovered from the river saw that were presented as evidence at Light's trial for six thousand american dollars six grand brandy six g's six big ones amazing okay brandy your final thoughts on the man on the green bicycle the murder of bella wright i think that our uh the justice system not our justice system clearly but the brits screwed that one up so you think mr light was guilty of murder he did it you think you know he did it oh i think he did it Hmm. Sounds pretty judgmental to me. Colonel, your final thoughts. She's prejudiced. Your final thoughts on the murder of Bella Wright. I think that they should have thrown his ass in the Tower of London, Timmy. Yeah, I think he did it too. So good thing we were not on the trial or Mr. Light would uh, had had to pay his debt to society, Brandy. Yes. All right. We would like to thank all of you for listening, and we'd especially like to thank all of you are very kind and generous and support us on Patreon. If you would like to support this podcast on Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash historydweebs where you can give a little, you can give a lot. Or, or just a wee little bit to me. Okay, so... Or maybe, Brand- you know, oh, just just a little spot, mate. I like that, Carl. Yeah, yeah. Just a spot. Just a, just a pence. Just a, a quid or two. A quid. A quid a or quid, two. Just to give a quid or two, Tim. A quid would be great, yeah. Brandy. I've been working be on awesome. that one for Brandy, would you like to uh, give a shout out to our supporters on Patreon? We have a wonderful group of people who support this podcast because they believe in um, uh, the arts. They support the arts. Clearly, they support the arts. <laughs> and uh, they're very generous in, in all seriousness. We really appreciate all your support. And the colonel is going to read the list of our Patreon supporters. Oh, let's see here we got here, Timmy. We got James Seabright. Good guy. Tommy Lane. Over there in Hawaii. Aloha. Are you serious? No, don't do that. Just read it in oh, your yeah. dumbass voice. Jason Dykes. Jason, our good friend uh, from Texas. Malachi. Yes, Malachi. Terry Strafford. Uh, Shelly Garrett from Nebraska, all the way out from Nebraska to me. Yeah. She's out Middle there. Earth. She'll be the first one to be nuked. <laughs> That's where the Slidlers are at, right? Uh, I think they're in. I think they're in I, Idaho too. Oh, I thought they was out. I know out out there somewhere. I, they're all throughout the Midwest. Yeah, I don't like to think of such violent things. I know. Bridget Clavey, Brandy Bridget McBride from uh, uh, Wisconsin. Jennifer Savoda, oh, the lovely Banky Glover, Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, Maja, Maja, Thor Roland, Amber Scoville, Marcia Boris, Stacy Alice, Jody and Sean Wells. Amber Anderson, our friends Ben and Rosanna, who from They Walk Among Us, they the walk among top us. podcast in Great Britain. Lorna Violet, Mike Dale, Kelly Charette, Karen Widener, Callie, the lovely red the lovely she Callie, is. Yes. Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno. Now we got pleasing terrors on here, Timmy. Our good friend Mike Brown. Sarah Bloom. And you know, I sent Mike Brown this message the other night because I, I was supposed to uh, mark and I, Mark from um, The Conspirators, mm-hmm. had, we have talked before about doing a podcast together. So I sent Mike Brown a message about it, meaning it's sent it to Mark. And it was like this real long message. And he, I know he thought I was like drunk or something. But sorry, Mike. You probably were. Well, probably, but 
So that's it? No, continue. Oh. Sarah Bloom. No, we were waiting for that story okay. to go somewhere. Oh, no, no, no. I just I screwed up. But Sarah Bloom. Uh, Amber Croup. Amber. Uh, the Steelers fans. Sorry about the Steelers. Uh, Amber, they went down to defeat. The Now America History Podcast. Our me. good friend Joe. Catherine, in such a vulgar term, Cuck Garage Richardson. Fiona Crisp. Laura. Oh, a native girl. O'Reilly. Yes, Laura O'Reilly, our good friend. Our lovely Christine Bourgeois. Aaron. Kimberly Cameron. Elise, history goes bump. Yes. Annette Petray. Lise. Alicia and Chip Jahara. Marika Smith. Jeff and Don Chestnut, the back roads of the history. And yeah, poems and by Jeff. And Don just had a birthday. so Don's a lovely lady. Mm-hmm. Well, happy Karen birthday. Barnes. Rachel, Rachel Flynn. That's a good Irish name right there to me. Shirley Strap. Todd Long. Lydia Fisher. Phyllis Munson. Melissa Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. No, Jesus. Never heard that in an Irish accent now, have you? Cindy Lou. Kirsten Malachinsky. Heather Poole. Adam McWaters. I kind of like his Irish accent. The Vanish Podcast. Canadian true crime. Christy Lee, our lovely grow up in Toronto there. Insight. Charlie and Allie. Joe Clifford. Mistress Vader. She could just choke you from a distance. Uh, Mistress Vader, yeah. I think there's some like BDSM stuff going on. I believe there is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging. No, it's a, Have a know, little bit of fun around. with the lash there. Yeah. Ron Monasterio, Tracy Smith, Jess, John B., Nene, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Kristen Hare, Shell Weldon, Lady Beverly, just of course. fucking done it myself. Lady Nicholas. Beverly, who uh, sent me a very nice uh, New Year's message. and um, We're very nice, Lady Beverly. We're thinking of you. We love you, Lady Beverly. Daddy. Of, well, no, no. Nicholas. Nicholas. And we got Ryan. Margaret McDonald. Aaron Turner. That's a lovely name. Michelle Johns. Everybody loves yes, Michelle, Michelle Johns. Yeah, Michelle's cool. Um, Ryan. Did we get Ryan? I'm Ryan. And, of course, the one and the only, the fiercest, the fiercest, scariest hound you're ever going to see there, girl. Who would that be to me? That would be Rudy the Wonder Dog. Rudy the Wonder Dog. And, of course, everything we do here, Timmy, we do for Dottie. My mother. Hi, Mom. All right. So um, that'll be it. Thank you for joining us. And join us again next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Top of the day to you.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 